0: Hi everyone and welcome to When the World Falls podcast um, and not a real first episode. My name is Teresa and I'll be your host here. The goal of this podcast is to provide a couple different types of stories and information around crimes that don't often get the attention that they should. Um, so the first one we will always be doing is kind of our little mini series called Doe Diaries focusing on Unidentified Jane and Don Doe's around the world who have been, um, <clears throat> who have remained unidentified for a multitude of years without any sort of clue to their identity, just in hopes that we can kind of raise awareness of these situations and potentially if it helps someone reclaim their name. A little bit about my background I am a registered social worker, so a lot of the way that I approach, um, Crime is coming from a very much like systems theory, seeing the environment that people are in, as well as mental health based. I find that a lot of the stories that we hear do involve significant mental health concerns that have not been addressed. So for our first episode, we will be doing a little bit of a spooky Halloween one to start. It's called Bella in the Witch's Elm or Bella in the Witch Elm. And it's coming from us from England. So in on April 18th, 1943, four young boys by the name of Robert Hart, Thomas Willett, Bob Farmer, and Fred Payne went off on an adventure to do a little bit of poaching, slash gathering some bird nests. Um, they went into a location known as Hagley Wood, which is on the Hagley Estate. Currently at the time that it occurred, it belonged to Lord... Cobham, who was John Cavendish Littleton, and it was located near Witchbury Hill. So while these boys were out, they came across a gigantic witch elm um, that was hollowed inside. And so they decided to check out what was inside because there was a possibility of there being some bird nests in there or some eggs that they were looking to collect. So Bob Farmer climbed into the large witch elm, and instead of finding some eggs, he instead found a human skull, which, I don't know about you, but that'd be a little bit terrifying for me. Um, I'm not a huge fan of finding, like, random bones in, like, trees. Um, so the skull that they found had hair and teeth, and, of course, the boys at this time, who were in, like, their early teens, I believe, were quite panicked and ran back home with the promise of not telling anyone. However, Thomas Willett unfortunately broke and told his parents, or I guess not unfortunately, but he ended up breaking and telling his parents what they had found on their little expedition. Um, So his parents obviously called the police who connected with the boys and went back to find this particular tree. When police entered into the gigantic witch elm, they found a mostly complete human skeleton with a shoe a gold wedding ring, and clothing fragments. The skull still had a clear dental pattern, and the only missing items was a hand, which was found uh, outside of the tree about 13 paces away. So once the coroner had done their examination of the body, it was determined to be a female who had been dead for approximately 18 months, which puts us around October of 1941. Taffeta was found in the mouth of the skull, which suggests suffocation, and the body was put into the tree pre rigor mortis. Um, So it had kind of been able to sink into a little bit deeper and get stuck. The height of the individual was around five feet, and they assumed it was a 35-ish year old woman who had brown hair and an irregularity in her jaw and front teeth, and she had also given birth before. Unfortunately, at this time, remember this is 1943, so we're still in the middle of World War II, or I guess at the tail end of World War II, so that definitely impeded the identification efforts that occurred for this individual, and so nothing really happened at that time. So, eventually, a facial reconstruction was done. However, they still proceeded to not find any real um, information around who this individual could be. So, this then leads us to a couple theories that ended up emerging. Um, obviously, there have never been any concrete or substantial leads that occurred for this particular individual, as they still remain unknown. And it's a little bit of a vague, almost like an urban legend kind of thing that has occurred So the first theory that emerged was in 1944 when a Birmingham sex worker reported another worker named Bella had disappeared in 1941. Um, Unfortunately, this is the least well known of the theories that exist for this case. And so, I mean, it is all very likely possible that a sex worker from Birmingham had disappeared. However, it doesn't appear that there was really any follow up by police on this individual. The second one occurred in 1953 when a woman by the name of Euna Mossop reported that her ex husband, Jack Mossop, had confessed to the family that he and a Dutchman named Van Ralt had gone out and gotten some drinks at Littleton Arms Pub in Hagley when a woman became drunk and passed out in their car. The men, by some just kind reasoning, decided to teach her a lesson. And placed this poor, unconscious woman into the tree as a punishment. Jack was around the time Jack was also committed to a Stafford mental hospital because he was allegedly having constant dreams of this woman staring back at him from inside the tree. However, he died in the hospital before the body was found, so it's speculated around what is legitimate, what is Yuna you know, lying about? Why did she wait? Was a decade before coming forward around this particular incident? Was anyone recorded these conversations with Jack when he was in hospital? Did he disclose it to anyone else? Um, the third case is from an MI5 declassified document. Sorry, the third theory. Um, so, in there was a declassified document that mentioned an individual by the name of Joseph Jacobs who was executed at the Tower of London. On August 15th, 1941. He was an Abwehr agent who had parachuted into Cambridgeshire, where he was quite quickly arrested. Um, and on his possession, he had a photo of his supposed lover, a woman by the name of Carla Bowler, who was a cabaret singer and actress, and allegedly a spy in training. So apparently, their plan had been for Carla to follow Joseph into. England however it appears she did not as she is documented as having died in Berlin in on December 16th 1942 so not a very likely theory in this regard either the fourth theory in this case is around emerged in 1945 from a woman named Margaret Murray who was an anthropologist and archaeologist at the University College of London proposed that the murder was connected to witchcraft. She believed that the severing of the hand was part of a ritual called the Hand of Glory after victims were killed by Roma during an occult ritual. Um, this resulted in police and press attempted to connect a murder of another individual by the name of Charles Walton Tabella, however there was no actual connection found in the case. And I find that this particular theory really just serves the purpose of increasing anti-Roma sentiment in Europe and is really just quite um, a sensualized or sensationalized version of what would occur. Again, we talk about like the satanic panic in the 1980s and this really seems to just kind of be an early precursor of that versus rather anything that has actual evidence of it being a quote unquote satanic ritual. Um, the last case is emerged in 1953, and it was argued that Bella was actually Claire Bella Dronkers, who was a Dutch woman, and the belief was that she had been killed by a German spy ring that included a British officer, a Dutchman, and a music hall artist because she knew too much. However, again. Super vague theory, no documentation supporting this. It'd be super cool if it was legit and it was because of a spy ring. However, like unfortunately the police really haven't found any other documentation on it. Um, and I mean we would love to be able to do some further deep dives into this particular case and see what DNA results would come up with now that we have that ability to trace back DNA and such. However, it appears that the skull has actually been lost by police now. So we're kind of stuck here. Anyways, that is our first little mini episode of the series for Doe Diaries. I hope you enjoyed. And if you have any questions, comments, feel free to message me on Instagram. Just at when the world falls podcast is the Instagram name as well as I would love to hear any like recommendations or suggestions for this new podcast series um and if you have any cases you would love to suggest so again this is just Teresa signing off with one of the world falls podcasts mini series doe diaries and i will see you next time